Rosie, but it's usually Highway to Hell, Dirty Deeds, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you get Hell's Bells up here. Oh, Hell's Bells too. Yeah, over here. And anyway, it's just kind of sad. Black Sabbath is just a paranoid and War Pigs. Yeah. War Pigs. And, and Iron Man. Yep. I don't even think they go beyond that. Paranoid. We said paranoid, yeah. dude. Didn't yeah. You? I'm sorry. I'm Wayne, why don't you do your YouTube thing? To go. I will. All right. I will do my thing. That's good. Here's do my it. thing. Here's my thing. Did that work? That oh. worked. Oh, that <laughs> worked great. Right. Let me do I, it over again. I'm watching the delay. We're fine. <laughs> I'm How come me oh, James is oh, he's on the delay. Guest. See, uh, I'm the smart one who puts an earphone in so you can't hear this shit. So, yeah. What do you mean? No, no. I mean, watching the YouTube on my phone oh, is sort of acts as like a delay for right. us. Oh, oh, God. Okay. I got you now. You know, if I could hey. say, oh, we're frozen. Oh, we're black on air. Oh, black on and air. Black that is air. a term in television. You're not allowed to have black on air. If you're, well, if that I'm, happens during a commercial break, the commercial, uh, the advertising agency doesn't have to pay you. I think I had one black guy on the show. That. Wow. Not black person. Oh, black on oh. air. Oh, for the love of Pete. <laughs> Welcome to Rat Salary View, where we are multicultural. Yeah, multi stupid. More like it's it. Like, it's like it's like Fifty Shades of White. Well, we have a we have a Spanish guy. We have a Cuban. 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 You guys are on Puerto Rican, Colombian. <laughs> Close you enough. Are? Yeah, I thought you were Cuban. No, Cuba's way the fuck over there, and my people are way the fuck over here. Actually, I was born in the Bronx, but oh god, <laughs> yeah. you're a New Yorker. Yeah, but my dad is uh, was Puerto Rican, He's Canadian, my mom, and my mom is Colombian. Oh, very cool. Right. Let's yeah. call the whole thing off. And then we have a Swedish guy, and we have a Greek guy. Oh, uh, Swedish Canadian, right? Swedish Canadian. Uh, Swedish Canadian, yes. All right. And uh, I don't know what the hell Greg is. I don't think we ever gotten to that. Uh, half no, no, me, and, <laughs> me and James are on here more than Greg is, and yet we're still special guests. Did you see that, James? Yeah, yeah no, I, I'll, I'm working on it. No, it's fine. We don't want to... <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's, fine. it's cool. It's anyway. cool. Listen, yeah, our graphics wanna... guy is in Indonesia, okay? <laughs> Wayne hires cheap labor where you can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> Too soon. It's all right. He's he'll 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 be working on it soon. Uh, you'll you guys will be in there. Don't worry. Who's soon? Who is this guy you keep talking about named Soon? Yeah, well, who the fuck is soon? Know, he might be related to me. Oh, I thought it was frozen. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the soon, soon and noon, ladies and gentlemen. Soon and noon. Uh, today, oh, please, let's please end this vaudevillian act when we can. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know. Who's on third? <laughs> uh, Manny, I let you pick today's topic. Do you want to okay. introduce it? Yeah, I just uh, thought we would pick three albums. And you can Great. have honorable mentions from our birth <laughs> year. Our birth wow. year. Uh, now, you I'm thought that all up on your own, huh? 
Well, no, I stole it. <laughs> no, you repurposed it. You get it right. Thank you. We we are we are all about gentrification here. Yeah. Yeah, sons of bitches. Oh, I think uh, who did we steal it from? Mark Alden Taylor? No, Martin. <laughs> no, people watch the show. Oh, Martin uh, Popoff. Okay. Yeah, they have this damn show, and they had a. Except theirs was the three best songs of your birth year. I'm like, that's not bad, chumps, but we'll do better. <laughs> uh, I think my camera's fucked up again. No, your it camera's is. just You're fine. Delayed. It's fine. It's on. I'm on it's delay. It's fine. You're good. Keep going. All right, fine. Keep going for fuck's sake. Oh, All right. So, All right. Who's uh, gonna go first? Well, actually, well, who, uh, what year were you born, Manny? 1970. 1970. Lou, what year were you born? 1980. 1980. All right. I was born in 1979. And uh, James, how, what year were you born? 1984. He's a youngin'. He's the I'm youngster. Only, the only four years younger than you, clowns. Except for Matt. <laughs> 14. Right. And, and for the record, where what year was Greg born? We don't know. He's Brown from the sleep. land of the lost. Did he give his picks, Wait. actually? Yeah, let me see his picks. Uh, was it 1990? Here's my pick. <laughs> no, not 90. I didn't think uh, so. Uh, he was like 80, maybe 84 or something like that. No, I'm 84. What the hell? You're 84? Yeah, I thought you he was can't have two guys born in the same year. What's wrong with you? Yeah, disqualified. <laughs> oh, I'm on the wrong thing. I, I don't know what the hell he was born. You can tell by what his years, uh, what his albums he picked, though. Well, he picked Public Enemy, Nuclear Assault, Frank Zappa. Wait a minute. Corner Punishment for Decadence. Wait, yeah, he put so life-changing. I didn't say life-changing. Year of birth. 1988, it says. He doesn't listen for fucks. Well, of course he doesn't. No. All right. We'll still mention him anyway. Yeah, whatever. Even though he, he can't follow directions. He can't. Like, no, no, he did. Dragon, it was 88. He did. he did 88. He did do it. He did follow directions. So he was born in 88? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wayne, I thought he was our age. No, no, he's young. Oh. Not to, uh, actually, obviously, he's uh, younger than James. That's, he's that's younger than me, yeah. So speaking face. of which, I got a story to tell about age. So I went today to, uh, I don't really want to buy a mobile home, but I go, well, it's 42,000. I can afford that. So I went in and the realtor didn't tell me it was 55 and up. Mm. So I go to the guy and uh, the lady, the park manager. I go, well, you know, if my mom co-signs, cause you know, she'd be willing to do that so I can live there. You know, um, what about that? She goes, sir, you don't look like someone that would hang out here. <laughs> what are you talking about? You are. She goes. You're not in your fifties. I go. I'm fifty-two. Uh, wow. I guess you're supposed to look like you're near death at that place. So you know what? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know Manny was going to the villages to go be a gigolo. No. Well, I I hope uh, no. If my uh, trust me, if you're gonna go to two places, you're not gonna be a gigolo at. Village Inn is number one, and the trailer park is number two. Just, <laughs> just to let you know. Metal Scavenger has joined the chat here. He said, stay in class uh, and full speed at high level for me. This was actually oh. released the month I was born in November. Ask him if he has other two picks, but that's a good pick. Yeah, what's your other two picks? So who, who do you want to go first, Wayne? We'll let the uh, elderly man go. Go ahead, Manny. 
Oh, thank you, you bastard. <laughs> All right. Age before beauty? I yeah. think not. Yeah, remember, Wayne, I still have my hair. All right. Cool. Uh, I don't miss me. Uh, oh, oh did you shot. just Chris rocked him? <laughs> I did. I did. But it's did okay. you make a G.I. Jane joke at Wayne's expense? I did, but poor Wayne. He's gonna, he's gonna, okay. he's gonna watch a, a firm just to watch Will Smith beat yeah, again. It's, a, it's okay. Wayne, Wayne has the perfect head to be bald. Me, I probably have bumps all over. Oh. Yeah, I was afraid to do this. Uh, Gengolo in the chat, uh, probably silence from Sonata Artica and the Towers of Avarice as well, or Avarice. Wow, what year was he born? He's a young, young, very young guy. Definitely well, 2000s. I don't know that uh, those bands. I have to look them up. All right, I'll go first. So 1970 was the year I was born, which will make me 53 in May. Wow. Apparently, it was a very good year. enough to live in a retirement community. <laughs> if it's any consolation, I got an email from AARP saying I'm eligible. I'm like, I'm 40 fucking two. <laughs> they don't even send me literature. There's bastards. I was, wow. you know. Oh, I, so I, I think mean, I got I, your I mean, email. I'm freaking them too. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, that's not really the biggest thing in the world. Uh, Gingolo oh, was right. born in 20, uh, 2001. So yeah, I was right. 2000. God bless it. Lord. I'm freaking old. So All right, Manny, go ahead. My daughter is one year older than him. Anyway, so no surprise to you guys. First one I'm pick is The Doors 1970 release. Morrison Hotel. This is where The Doors is stripped back their sound after making the elaborate soft parade. It's notable for a couple of things. One, the album cover, which you can barely see, is now considered a classic album cover. Uh, two, this was happening during uh, Jim Morrison's trial for supposedly exposing himself, um, which is ironic. He didn't expose himself, but he got convicted for that. But he didn't get convicted for being drunk. And he and everybody in the band says he was completely hammered during the Miami show. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is a more stripped down sound for the band. Uh, they got rid of the bra- uh, they got rid of the orchestration. They got rid of the elaborate arrangements. They kind of kind of went to the blues, as evidenced by Roadhouse Blues, Waiting for the Sun. Uh, this is more down-to-earth doors than what they were in the past. And Jim's creatively totally 100% involved, um, unlike the Soft Parade, where he kind of checked out a little bit. Anyway, great album. Even if you're not a fan of this band, you would still dig this album. 1970. Texas All right. Troy. Uh, yeah. I guess he was born in 78, so he needs to look up some releases for that year. So we'll get some answers from him, too. All right. Great. So if you're watching this, let us know what uh, year you were born and what your favorite releases are. You know, Absolutely. say them on the show here. Um, since James, you're the younger one here. What? Why don't we just do one at a time? And then yeah, the next that's what I was going to do. So I was going to let James go next. Well, yeah, well, we do a round you know robin here. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I am going to I am going to do my honorable mentions first. Right. OK. Because, because I was born in 1984, it was actually a very successful year in music. However, uh, these albums did not make my cut. Uh, honorable mentions. Uh, Metallica, Ride the Lightning, is not mm-hmm. going to be on this list. Mm-hmm. Judas Priest, Defenders of Faith, you know is not going to be on this list. Mm-hmm. Iron Maiden, Power Slave, you really yeah, know, yeah. if you've watched this show with me, know that that's not going to be in it. <laughs> White Snake, Slide It In, well, did not make it. Anthrax, Fistful of Metal, did not make it. Hmm. 1984 of Van Halen did not make it. Wow. Man of War, Hail of England. 
all three Black Flag albums this year didn't make it, Jeez. and I love Henry Rollins. No, are these Man, honorable he's... or dishonorable mentions? Well, yeah, all, all the you know, it, it, it's, it's a all it's like Alabama. It's relative. Wow, Black uh, Flag released three albums. <laughs> wow, right here? I didn't know that. Yes, they did. Yeah, they released three albums. Uh, they released one in January, and like uh, July, and then November that year. God, how much money did the OSST? I digress. Go ahead. Yeah, it seems so. Uh, Rush did not make it. Twist Sisters album did not make it. Dio's The Last Line did not make it. Quiet Riot or Striper did not make it. Pantera did not make it. Slayer did not make it, even though Slayer's album was debuted two days after I was born. Uh, Void Warren Payne for Greg Nargle there. Merciful Fate, which is the shirt that uh, Wayne is making, that did not make the cut. Oh Armored Saint, Metal Church, and Celtic Frost did not make it. There's nothing left. There is. <laughs> there is a whole bunch of great albums left because you are missing the absolute number one song in the uh, in the country when I was born. What? And the number one movie when I was born was the same damn thing. It was Prince, Purple Rain, and the... <laughs> Which is the one of the greatest albums ever made? No, I'm going to agree with James. That is one of the greatest albums of that era. I'm going to definitely agree with him. Yes, I mean that was that was amazing, and it was an amazing movie for the time, and it skyrocketed Prince into another stratosphere of fame. All of that is 100%. I love, I love Purple Rain. I I still think that his solo on the uh, title track. Oh, it's amazing. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, God damn, that's amazing. Amazing. I, it's amazing I, uh, poop I did. It. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, let, you know, let, let the curmudgeon be his curmudgeon at the moment. Listen, I, you musical pygmy, Wayne. Why don't you admit it's genius? You musical pygmy. Wow. Completely appropriated a Larry the Cable Guy term. I love it. <laughs> I never uh, heard Larry the Cable Guy be, be as accurate and as funny as he was right there. <laughs> that's funny right there i don't care what you say that's funny right there um i i, I actually so you're picking purple rain as uh, one of your first... purple rain by prince and the revolution so i have a funny story to tell you um so during the beginning of the pandemic i would do <laughs> live streams on facebook where i would play guitar to songs you know you know people request stuff and i'd play it and i did purple rain on one of them and apparently people send me photos of them with like their cameras in the air waving the light uh, the <laughs> lights back and forth which i appreciate it thank you for doing that everyone but then as soon as the live stream was over facebook took it down for copyright purposes apparently prince does not want you covering his shit he on was social already dead. media it was his estate at the time yeah it was his estate didn't yeah. want anyone covering his shit on social media. That that was it. So like, I still I still remember the goosebumps. That Prince's halftime show when he when he did it for the Super Bowl was by oh. far one of the greatest Super Bowl halftime shows ever ever done. I think I it was the last it was good the one. Greatest Super Bowl halftime show ever done. Yeah, the solo there during that with the rain and everything was absolutely amazing, and it just showed like such a musical talent that Prince was, you know, especially because like he's singing in falsetto, even though he's a natural bass and he's able to play a whole bunch of other, you know, instruments while doing it. It was an, it's an amazing album. And I love it that Wayne hates every fucking second of this. Prince sucks. Uh, Texas Troy. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Judas Priest and class and rush hemispheres. 78. Very cool. Hemispheres is my third favorite Rush album. 
All right, Lou, what's your pick? So uh, my number three from 1980. A lot of good albums came out this year. Oh, my God. It's well, yeah, that's a crazy year. So I'm going to pick my favorite album from a new wave of British heavy metal band. Hmm. At Hmm. number three. I'm going to give it to Diamond Head, Lightning to the Nations. Good pick. Good pick. Because that album kicks fucking ass. Yes, it does. And on good. top of that, Brian Tatler is one of the really nicest guys that I've ever had the pleasure of interviewing for Ratsai Review. And... um just his genuine nature and how he loves what he does and how he still loves doing what he does. And the fact that that album sounds as good 42 years later as it did when, you know, prior to Metallica covering it and capitalizing on it and actually paying Brian Tatler his fair share of royalties. So good on Metallica for that. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I put that album over Def Leppard's On Through the Night and Iron Maiden's self-titled debut. And I really a... put it over Judas Priest's uh, British Steel because I'm just sick of that fucking album. Because of the se- <laughs> you, We were talking before about songs that we hear on the radio all the time. I can't listen to classic rock radio without li- hearing Breaking the Law or Living After Midnight. I'm done with it. <laughs> I think you just hey, became Greg Noble's best friend. Right? <laughs> Say it again? It was an indie album originally, right? They financed it and all that, right? They self-financed it, self-released it. Yeah, everything. Yeah, it's amazing how good it still sounds. Yeah, and I really got to put over the new remaster of it because, uh, well, it sounds better than ever. I'm not talking about the um, the remake of Lighting to the Nations that they did in 2020. I'm talking about the one that they just released last year. On yeah, um, the the sixth remaster, I think, <laughs> I think. it's it the yeah, sixth. It's, the I it's about that. Yeah, it's been repackaged and refurbished so many times. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like I actually bought that version based on your interview, Liv. That's how good of a job you did. By the Thank way, you. that was the best interview he did during that whole thing, and he genuinely liked you. I could tell. Great job. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. We actually had about five minutes of talk time before that interview started. And then I'm like, oh, shit, Brian, I've only got you for like a half hour. Let's do this. (laughs) So uh, but such such a gentleman, Brian, hope you're doing well. All the best to you. I think you just became Greg Noggle's best friend. Greg's got good taste. Yeah, he he loves that album. You you took him to go play karate in a garage. No. Um, Texas Troy. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not playing total hockey with you, Wayne. Uh, Texas Troy, Rainbow, Long Live Rock and Roll, uh, D.U.M. Blackmore, Cozy Powell on drums. Uh, this album is just as great as Rising, and Metal Scavenger, Grandma, Grand, what is it? Grand Max Kiss, what? Grand I don't know Max, what that. Kiss Haven, Goodbye. Huh. It's also a good one. Never heard. Grand of Max, never heard of Grand Max. No, is it either. Grand Max or Grand Prix? No, Grand Max. Mm-hmm. No, Grand Prix was Robin McCauley. This is Grand Max. Right. Grand right. Max, and kiss Ber- heaven goodbye. And Bernie Shaw of your eye heap sang from too. Uh, wait, wait, Texas Troy, what's crazy taught? The fact that I put down British Steel? No, it's a good album. I'm just, I could, I'm, 
if I never hear those songs on the radio again, I'm not going to be sad because I hear them all the time. Yeah. Sorry, Wayne, I cut you off. Go ahead. It's all right. It's all right. I'm only going to show Kiss Dynasty from 1979, which was when I was born. The greatest disco album ever. It is a great disco album. And only one disco song. It's a great fucking there, album. Yeah, there is only. I was made. Ah, 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 we don't want the copyright strike. Oh, no. I stopped it. I stopped at the three at the three uh, three song three sounds. Yeah, yeah. I bet <laughs> yeah, you sure know something. Just enough, bars, man. Just enough. Uh, I didn't notice that the the uh, the track listing is different on the back of the jacket. <laughs> why did they used to do that? I don't know. I, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. I don't know. But uh, I've always loved "I Was Made for Loving You." I know a lot of people hate that song. I don't know why. It's a good no, song. It's a fucking great song. It's an awesome song, and there's a lot of really cool songs in here. And and uh, even like two thousand man, like the first time I ever heard that was when they did the um, acoustic live version on MTV, the Unplugged show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know it was a, a Rolling Stones song, but uh, I really love that song a lot. And then when I got the album, I loved it even more because it's it's a great cover. What's Actually, your favorite track on the album? Yeah, I was I made for that. loving you is my favorite track in the whole album. Really? Yeah. Which one? I was made for loving you. But uh, sure, no, something's uh, one of my favorites. Oh, that's a great uh, baseline by uh, Gene on there. Oh yeah, Magic Touch. Yeah. I really like a lot. That's my favorite one. Yeah. Dirty that Living. I could do it out. I could do it out. Dirty Living. Dirty oh, really? Living. Really? I like that Dirty Living. I'll that... tell you what I could have done without is manly enough about your personal life. All right. All right. <laughs> but. but uh charisma yeah that's that's yeah that one's oh, I don't know. it's so goofy it's fun like, yeah. it's, it's better than uh hard living or dirty living i i actually prefer dirty living to charisma i but... prefer dirty living where peter chris does his best uh rod stewart dirty living i can't <laughs> and i think that's the only song where all four original members play on that album really well i didn't dr- know at the time when i owned it that that wasn't peter chris i didn't know that was uh anton, anton. fig yeah. And um Holly Knight, the songwriter, I think she's on keyboards either on that one or on mass. I don't remember, but she was dating Paul Stanley at the time. I think it was unmasked. Okay, you might be. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh who produced that? Vinny Vinny Pontia. That's ironic because he produced a Peter Chris album. And then they go make this album. He's like, get the fuck out of here, Peter Chris. Yeah. <laughs> to appease Peter, they used his producer, but they didn't use Peter. And he looks so figure. He looks sad about it too on the album cover. Like he knows it happened. He's sad about it. Well, he's sad yeah. because they ran That's out of cocaine. Uh, <laughs> that probably too. Yeah, they probably, yeah, they probably wouldn't let him do anything until <laughs> he got the picture back in. Uh, I, I always like this cover too. I like it. I, don't know why. I do too. I think it's I think a it's sharp cover. Cool. I mean, it, it's really cool. Yeah, I think so. That yeah, album I mean, cover is so 1979. It is, but it's cool. I like it. it I, like, I like how the makeup is too. Like you know, the makeup looks good on them. Yeah, but but Lou and James, you see that cover. Even if you don't like Kiss, you immediately get drawn to it. Yeah, of course. All right, yeah. Manny. What's your number two? Okay, number two. All of mine are going to be pretty obvious, but. Black Sabbath's debut album. Now, I could have put Paranoid that came out that same year, but I like this album. Now, I know, I think Tony Omi feels that they were rushed making this, I believe I read, but I think it's a classic. I mean, the title track, The Wizard. Um, there's a remake on here, Wicked World, which was... Uh... Lou, help me out. Who originally did that? It wasn't uh, Wicked World. It was The Warning. It was done by Warning. Crow. 
with Ainsley Dunbar on drums. Okay, that's later went on to join Journey and Jeff Beck and Frank Zappa and, and UFO and White and Snake. UFO and yeah, I think he even played for Michael Shanker too. Yes, because that's no. I don't know if he played for Michael Shanker, but I know he played for the Mogway project, which was Phil Mog and Way when um when uh, Michael owned the rights to the name UFO. I mean, no, he's he's a journeyman and he actually got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Journeys. So I'm glad he got uh, even though I don't care for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'm, I'm glad that he was credited as being an original member and inducted with them. Don't get them wet. Well, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. But this is, uh, this is an excellent album. And, uh, <laughs> it's hard to find. Don't an feed album. him after midnight. Yeah, like it's hard to find a <laughs> debut album as influential as this one that was. That's for sure, in my opinion. It's what are you the- saying? I missed the whole entire thing. Oh, cut, Wayne. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is the first heavy metal album, although it's they called it heavy rock. What's but- What's your favorite song over there? Because it's that's hard for me to pick, but I think Black Sabbath, even though it's very overplayed and I hear it all the time, is still my favorite off that album. I love, I, yeah, I, I either that or The Wizard, I even like The Warning. Um, NIB is great, but The Warning, uh, what's that lyric? Iron in my, I can't do it, but Ozzy's voice also sounds so different on here mm-hmm. than it does on any other album. Yeah. Um, I don't know why the critics hated this. And yeah, I know it's called the first heavy metal album, but you know, Led Zeppelin two could be called that. Um, th- there's a lot of Jimi Hendrix could have been an influence on the genre, but I guess officially. Plus, if you think about it, it's not just heavy metal. These guys, there's a lot of different influences in this album, from mm-hmm. jazz to blues, uh, and the fact that the that critics just pigeonholed them as being a mindless hard rock heavy metal band shows they weren't listening but this is a great album an excellent album definitely and um definitely the blueprint to a lot of things that are still happening today yeah all right there's a lot of stuff going on in the chat here um 1980 angel witch and iron maiden uh the best the two best uh acdc power ridge over british steel lou for 78 versus 80 and staying class always beats out british i agree i agree Uh, agree with you can we say Never Say Die was the worst of 1978? No. No. I don't think so. It's no. got to be worse than that. No. Uh, I, and, I gave that to De- Desmond Chauvin Rouge, but I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Andrew Peters, 1971 Masters of Reality, the track uh, Embryo, which is, which I was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Metal Scavenger, I don't understand the bashing. First two accept albums often get they are great. Accepts debut from January 16, 1979. Gets definitely more, definitely his vote for that year, along with Scorpion's Love Drive. That's and, an interesting pick, actually. Yeah. Texas Troy, Manny, uh, I'd say both the self-titled and Paranoid are worth their salt. Uh, Andrew Peters, I guess runner-up would be Led Zeppelin Four, and Texas Troy, Deep Purple in Rock could be considered a first in metal as well. I agree with him. I mean, I totally agree with him. I never listened to it. Well, yeah, I mean, the opening listen. track, Speed King, you know, that that's a... I never liked that song. Really? Mm-mm. Wow. Okay. The Mental Pygmy strikes again. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> 
Go ahead, James, you bastard. Well, you know, the, so speaking, <laughs> speaking of great, you know, great things, we're going back to 1984 here. We're going to go back to another mm, great I can't uh, wait guy for this who one. made uh, great songs like Lover Boy, Suddenly, Miserly Lady, Long and Winding Road, and the one and only great hit Caribbean queen. I'm talking about Billy. I'm not really talking about Billy Ocean Suddenly. All right. Even though it is a great album, I'm not doing Billy, uh, Billy Ocean Suddenly. Okay. I just wanted to see how far I can go there until Wayne would have actually have an ingress. <laughs> I almost <laughs> thought you were going to say Olivia Newton-John because I'm like, wait, did he say suddenly? <laughs> <laughs> I did. But I'm going to go with uh, Bob Marley and the Whalers did a compilation album called Legend uh, in 1984. And uh, I'm a huge Bob Marley fan. And any way I can get Bob Marley in here because it has all of, it's his it's his greatest hits album, obviously. And uh, so I enjoy the hell out of this album. I actually bought this album many times over and listened to it in my Scion XA as I was driving God knows where to God knows what. So Bob Marley Legend is my next pick. That is an excellent pick. And that is an album that people that don't even like reggae love that album. You know, I mean, yeah. Bob Marley, yeah, poet and a prophet. Yeah, I don't know about the prophet part. I hear that. I don't know much about his politics or uh, religious beliefs. But as a musician, uh, he got the respect of Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. Those two men don't respect anybody, you know. So, well, probably because he was the only person who could outsmoke them. Well, that, that's probably the... Actually, you win that oh. argument, James. Irie, man. Irie. Irie. Irie, man. Irie, Irie. Texas Troy uh, says I need to listen to In Rock. And I'll listen to it. Maybe. You should. I'll think about it. He, he won't, but he, but he should, boy. but he won't. It's it's good for him, but he he won't because this is All called right. the expansion. Fine. Go to PayPal. Open your life at AOL.com. And send me five bucks, and I will listen to it. Oh, now you're just going to straight ah. driving. Got it. <laughs> just said <Yeah>. it. <laughs> All right, Lou, what's uh, your number two? Well, I was going to say first, uh, James, that is an album that my wife and I just love listening to in the car when we don't want to think about anything. It is the per- is one of the most perfect road trip uh, albums yes, ever yes. made. Yes. All right. So number two, um, I'm going to go with. Permanent Waves from Rush. And I remember as a little boy hearing Spirit of Radio, not Spirit of the Radio, you fucktards. Spirit of Radio for the first time ever and just being completely blown away by this amazing stuff that I heard coming from my brother's ghetto blasters because that's what we had back in the day. And Say you're uh, from New York without saying you're from New York. Impossible challenge. Hey. <laughs> and uh just you know loving it and you know i loved the next song free will and you know i didn't really get to listen to the full album until i was about 14 uh i can remember the day that i bought the cd uh i went into hell's kitchen with my brother mike god rest his soul and i was going to the high school of graphic arts uh to apply and I got in, took the test, got out, and we went home. We had pizza at our favorite uh, pizzeria, Steinway Pizza. And, you know, he was so proud of me that I was the first person done with his test. And apparently I found out the next day that I got accepted to it. Uh, he took me to Nobody Beats the Wiz and he said, all right, let's pick a Rush album that you've never heard before. 
and hi jim <laughs> and he picked um permanent waves and you know i knew spirit of radio i knew free will but then i heard jacob's ladder and i was like oh my god this is the like one of the sickest freaking songs i've ever heard um you know rush is one of those bands where like they could take you somewhere with with any song of theirs be it three minutes or 21 minutes and the opposite of iron maiden for me yeah i'll give you that and uh yeah throw that in there (laughs) and uh you know still to this day uh still love that album it's in my top five favorite rush albums but it's my number two album of 1980 and uh three years later still miss you neil that album is is amazing um i think when i heard the i heard the album like i was about 12 i didn't have any the only rush album i owned prior to that was a self-titled one so i didn't know about hemispheres or 2112 or any of that so i didn't know the history of of how many how how expansive their music was and it was the first album besides theirs and bob dylan where the lyrics and i'm not comparing rush to the doors or bob dylan i'm just talking about lyrics the lyrics actually said something to me. Now, I love Kiss, but, you know, rock and roll all night, as much as I love them, it, it didn't speak to me like, like uh, even the spirit of radio, the, the you know, music, be, you know, price beyond free. And he's talking about the, the commerce of music versus, you know, artistic the artistry. Yeah. 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 Free will. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Even the love song on there, uh, each one's life is a novel no one else has read. It's even at that age, even if I didn't completely understand it because I didn't have the life experience, I knew it was it came from a real place. Yeah. And, uh, Neil Pert, is it pronounced Pert? I've heard it since Peart. Uh, he was one, he's probably the greatest drummer or one of them, along with J- John Bonham and et cetera. He's my favorite. But what people what people overlook is he's just as much as a poet as Bob Dylan was, Jim Morrison was, Leonard Cohen, and I'll stand by that. The guy was a poet, and he had a soul of a poet, and his words show that. Anyway, I'm a huge fan of that. I'm a huge fan of Neil. May you rest in peace. He gave us a yeah. lot. And I will say this, having played in a Rush tribute band for five years, um, you know, and we played some of the epics like you know we played xanadu which is one of my top three favorite songs of all time but i will say this um that first time we played natural science and we played it at bb king's blues club um that for me as a musician was a real highlight because that song is just so intricate you know, one slip and you fuck it up for the whole for the rest of the song. And, you know, I was playing bass and keyboards and bass pedals at the time. And uh, my God, like to be able to play it is one thing. But these guys wrote it, mm-hmm. you know, and that is my favorite song on the album. So, Great. yeah, that's that's a good point. It's one thing to play it. And by the way, I never tried to play a Rush song because I'd look at the tablature and go, yeah, forget it. <laughs> you know? I'd look at the tablature and the, and the timing of it and be like, nope. Yeah. Good. And even if I could play it, I couldn't find anyone who could 
play that <laughs> along. You know? <laughs> you know something? When when I audition, they're like, can you have 26 songs ready in one week? I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I had I a hard did. enough. I had a hard enough time doing. I'm very uh, fucking Horowitz. <laughs> yeah. Damn right, damn right you are. Uh, I had a hard enough time doing time stand still, and that's not even a hard song to play. <laughs> so uh, what? What are you guys? Cover we did. Actually, that yeah, was an excellent up. cover you guys did. Yeah, it turned out better opinion. than I thought Thank it was going. All right, these guys. Somebody, some people should know these. This band here, little Irish band. They're the top Irish band. Bigger than you too, apparently. Oh, thank God. Okay. Well, who did you think I was gonna say? He, he was never gonna do you too. Hell no. Come on. You think I own a U2 album here? I yes. don't know what you own. Yes, you do. I'll be right back. Let me go get it. Right no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have one, but it's not purposely. I it was I bought it in the yard sale. Anyway, Thin Lizzy, Black Rose. Yeah. There this we is, go. Uh, this is my favorite Thin Lizzy album. That's my Mine favorite too. Thin Lizzy album, too. There's not one bad song on here. Nope, no. nothing. Well, S and M's a little silly, but it's still good. It is a little silly, but I it, it grew on me after a while. But, I mean, shoot, uh, we were just talking about that album. We were talking about the In Flames album, so I mean, yeah, it's I, actually a guy I work with, uh, Craig, who we're we were trying to play shows with uh, with the Seven oh. Angel. I, hey, I there he goes. There, there goes. I go. Yeah, yeah we'll just you know what? That. This place just went a hundred percent more beautiful with with Sorry. Wayne off the camera. Hi. I mentioned Craig our ratings just went up. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> everybody left. Hey, where did everybody go? Uh, but anyway, you, what were you, what were you saying about Severed Angel? No, the the my, the guy at work, Craig, um, that we're supposed to play with his band. Yeah. If we ever do a show, if big if, <laughs> if that ever happens, he has a tattoo of this on his body. So that shows you how great this album is. But uh, yeah, there's no no good song. Uh, my favorite song is the the last song, "A Rock Legend." No, oh, that's a great song. That's my favorite. I, I I love it. It doesn't really even need like the guitar parts are really what makes the whole song because that those I can't even mimic it, but it, it just it's that's what sticks in my head all the time with those the the notes of the guitar that they're playing and, and the the bass and everything, and not even like the lyrics as much, but I, I just the things that they do in this album are just awesome. Gary Moore is a god. That's why. Waiting for an alibi. Oh. Toughest street in yeah. town. Got to give it up. It, 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 there's another guy who's a poet right there. We we keep naming poets today, and uh, but he definitely was a poet, Phil. Um, yeah, he definitely was. And his mustache yeah. could kick your ass, right, James? Fuck yeah. Yeah, it could. <laughs> Sam Elliott wishes he has that fucking mustache. Where's your brother, my son? Say hi to your mother for me, you bastard. There's a there's a song on there that's a little sad. Got to give it up. Where yeah yeah, yeah. you know what that's about. Yeah, where he's basically talking about his addictions. Yeah. You know, wrote my mom. You know, blah. Yeah, it, uh, great song though. Um, mm. With love, another great where yeah, even even the ballads on Sarah is really cool too. I like oh Sarah yeah, which is about his daughter. Yeah, you know, which is yeah. another mm. sad song. Um, in a way, I mean, not really in retrospect because he didn't see her grow up. Yeah. But yeah, it's too bad that lineup fell apart immediately as soon as they hit the road because it was that was really a great, great album. Yeah. Um, and that's my favorite Thin Lizzy album. I know a lot of people swear by Thunder and Lightning. I love that album too, but that one smokes it. Yeah, definitely. I, does. 
I agree with that. And, you know, Gary, um, you know, he he loved being in Thin Lizzy and he, and he loved Phil and he loved Scott. But he said it himself. The reason why he didn't join Ozzy was because he already left one drug induced situation. He didn't want to go into another one. <laughs> so, I can't imagine let, Gary. Let that Moore tell you that Ozzy, what, what Ozzy was doing. Um, would that have been before or after Randy Rhodes? That was before Randy Rhodes. Um, no, so we taking a different direction than anyway. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you know, it's just, it's because, uh, you know, he was in L.A. and, and Gary was in L.A. And Gary Moore actually said this in an interview and Ozzy kept pushing him saying, you know, come on, be my guitar player, be my guitar player. And he's like, no, because I already left Phil over drugs. I'm not going to join you while you're strung out like you are. And then like a couple of days later is when Dana Strum brought over Randy Rhodes and the rest is c'est la vie. Hmm. All right, Manny, third pick. My third final pick, Deep Purple hey, and Rock. You were just talking about that. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 1970. Um, it's interesting for a lot of reasons. One, um, the total change of direction. They started out with a hit single in 68, Hush, Kentucky Woman, which is a Neil Diamond song. And then Blackmore, I guess, had enough of uh, Rod Evans, the original singer. He said, get out of here. And then they, he said, take that bass player with you, Ron Simper, whatever the hell his name is. He brought in Ian Gillen and then Roger Glover that Gillen brought with him. The first album they did was uh, a Contrero that John Lord did, which Richie Blackmore completely hated. So he took over the direction and created this. I mean, not by himself with this band. In 1970, this is probably one of the heaviest albums that came out of that year. And it made them an in them internationally huge band. It's hard to imagine, but Deep Purple in the early 70s popularity rivaled that of Led Zeppelin internationally. It's hard to believe now because you know Deep Purple are still huge, but in the United States they're playing what 2,000 seaters? No, now. they play sheds. Do they play sheds now? The last time I saw them was in 2018 with uh, Judas Priest. And that was at Jones Beach. That was about 15,000 people. Well, that's pretty impressive. I didn't think they were playing to that many people in the States, considering that their newer materials ignored since Perfect Strangers for the most part in the in States. Actually, but, I have to admit, Perpendicular is one of my top five favorite uh, I, Deep Purple albums. Same here. And Steve Morris Sweet. is great. Yeah. But this is an excellent album. Wayne, you should own it. And... Um, it definitely this along with Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin are the unholy trinity of the uh, of the heavy metal pantheon. What began the genre that we all love. So right here, Deep you know, Purple and Rock. Wayne, get it. All right, fine. Uh, that's one of Michael Denner's favorite albums as well. That's because he's a smart man. He's a smart man. And when he put out his solo album, he named it kind of after that album because it's in rock for that for Deep Purple. And he put in Amber. Like the like uh you know blames yeah three eleven song we know yeah, yeah. oh but he it is no <laughs> in rock Wayne I can't believe you don't own this I mean uh, look at these guys mm -mm. Are, are you not a Deep Purple fan not really of course not do you even like Ian Pace as a drummer who yeah the drummer Ian Pace do you do you like like him I mean do you <laughs> no, think I, I, I don't like any drummers. <laughs> 
Oh, that's right. You don't. Well, that explains your technique. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the chat here. Uh, Texas yeah. Troy, number one for 1978, is Judas Priest Helbert for leather? Hands down, no question. Uh, and then he agrees with you, Manny. Uh, in Brock is one of the best. Uh, Murphy Fate is here. 1971, Arthur Brown. Might be. Come. Galactic Zoo dossier. Amazing. All should hear this. I do like some Arthur Brown stuff. Arthur Brown's pretty cool. Yeah, I like Arthur Brown. I've got one album, the famous one, The Crazy World of Arthur Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, look who's here. George from time from uh, Timeless One, from Severed Angel. There is no more Timeless I'm about One. To say, <laughs> Severed Angel with their new album coming when in May? May's uh, second, I think, right? May second. Uh, yeah, I think, I think and it's May 2nd. our first video from that album drops this Friday on the Slip Trick Records website. Yeah, yeah YouTube you page. March 31st. Uh, time was you guys to actually do this thing called promotion. You damn it, yeah. No, we gotta put it. the masses in the seats. George says 1968. Wow, George is really old. Uh, Hendrix, Electric Lady Land. <laughs> Fuck yeah, now there's a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, see, there's, that's why, we, yeah, see, this that's guy, why he's in our case. Why is it he, why do we have the wrong member, the, the wrong member uh, hosting this? I, sh- I should have had the basis. I should have told yeah, the case there. wheels of fire, which is an amazing phrase. Exactly. And it has the great drummer Ginger Baker. I'm sorry. It, I should, I should have thank you. Thank great George. drummer, not the best humanitarian. Usually oh, George is a terrible human. <laughs> I didn't say he was a great human. I said he was a great musician. That's it. Yeah, he didn't say he was crazy. Wait, Lou, Lou, we've established this that Ginger Baker is a piece of shit human being, but we've said that he's an amazing drummer. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. George also and, picked and, that, uh, and your bass player is brilliant. Let him know that he is brilliant. Yeah, well, he's got I'm some more here. He's got uh, the Hendrix Electric Lady Land. That's brilliant. Yeah, he's got he's got the Beatles White Album and the uh, Cream yeah, Wheels brilliant. of Fire. Cream Wheels of Fire. That guy's brilliant. Why? Do, where, of course where, he's brilliant. Oh, like, <laughs> I should have had him on a show. Sorry, George. Next yeah. week. Actually, I mean, George, I mean, I'm not I mean, on, Lewis so you can come on here. Into the freaking band. So I mean, you know. I know. I'm sorry. Well, Wayne suckered me into the band, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew Peters, I usually choose Staying Class over Hell Bent, but both are great albums. Uh, Murphy, Murphy, 1971, King Crimson Islands, absolutely stellar. I've only heard one King Crimson. Oh, 71, Rolling Stones, Sticky Fingers is so fucking Sticky good. Fingers is awesome. So yeah. fucking good. Yeah, there uh, it is. Awesome. And yeah. Murphy, 1971, Rolling Stones, Sticky Fingers, classic. And... I don't know what I said for Troy to say my name. Uh, Murphy said that's the best Doors album. And uh, Texas Troy, Tokyo Tapes from the Scorpions, if we can do live albums. And Priest Absolutely. Well, we have no, we have no, uh, there was no limit. <laughs> James, did, James did a greatest hit. So yeah, I'll James, James put, yeah, James did a greatest hit. He also mentioned uh, Unleashed in the East, Judas Priest. I, mean, I was, I was almost going to do ACDC, the, the live album in 1984, but I did not choose it. What hey, live of, album in 1984? Live, live 74. Oh, that's Jailbreak. Jailbreak. That's Jailbreak an EP. Uh, uh, of, of that still could have counted. I didn't care. Whatever he wanted to choose. Now, James, isn't Legend one of the best-selling albums of all time? At this yes, point, it is. It? Yeah, it has to be. Because I, I own that album, and I know people who don't even like music on that album. So it's just it's one of those. It's an it's incredible. I, I yeah, think I, I like mean, the sequencing of it. Even oh even yeah. the cover's iconic. You know, it's just a great album. 
I don't like it. Uh, James, go ahead. Of course you don't. Okay, so so the last one, I'm going to go a little bit of a deep cut here. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite bands. Uh, yeah. You know, we also had a guy that was really big into into the gothic uh, gothic genre there when we had Dusty in from uh, Vision Video on the show. Yeah, a friend of the show. Uh, I'm going to put it in Dreamline by the Cult or Dreamtime by the Cult. Wow, that is a rare pick. That is not only a that is an even as a fan of the Cult. I rarely think about that album. I like it, but I never think about it. No, no one ever thinks about it, but it is such a good album. And it's one of them before they actually got big. So it's like one of their more deeper cut albums. Yeah, I, I guess they, they were the Southern Death Cult. Right. Wait, who was in that? Wasn't just that Ian Asbury in that? Billy Duff was No, in Billy that. Duffy was in that at the time. Yeah, no, it was the it was the was full, it was the full group. It was the it was No, the, I mean I'm was... talking about the Southern Death Cult. Was he in that? I've got the album. Oh, I'm sorry, the CD, but I haven't listened to it in forever. Oh, uh, you need to, because I was just listening to it this morning, just like kind of, you know, justifying, you know, bring it out. And Horse Nation is such a great song. Yeah, I, I dreamed love that. Spirit Walker. Wow, what a man that threw that totally threw me because I love that album, but it's not an album I think about. James, you win because that totally threw me. That was a great pick. Oh. Another album I don't have or listen to. Yes, it was. It was right before death. It was right after Death Cult. Death Cult was in was in eighty three, and then it was followed by Love the next uh, next year. Which I think, is another great album, by the way. Right. Yeah, I think that was formed with Billy Duffy right after him and uh, Morrissey of the Smiths were in a band together and called it off. <laughs> how how surprising! Somebody called it off with Morrissey. Go figure. <laughs> Shocking, well, shocking like, developments. Let's hear it. Let's see, yeah, never happen again. It will never happen again. And never happen again. Lou, yeah. what's your number three? Well, before I, I well, I before I mention my number one album from the 1980s, mm. from 1980. Oh, I didn't go in order, but well, I did. I'm gonna put in my honorable mentions. Um, ACDC back in black, mm. Def Leppard's on through the night, mm. Iron Maiden self-titled. And even though I'm sick of the two songs, I'm still going to throw in Judas Priest, British Steel in there. I liked Kiss Unmasked. I mm-hmm. know it's not I a like popular it. album amongst the, uh, you know, the casual Kiss fans, but I love it. It's a good album. It's a great Kiss Go album. Anyway, go ahead. I'm going to pick Mama's Boys official bootleg. Uh, the self-titled the debut from the Michael Schenker group. Because that had some killer songs on it and some great uh, drumming from Mr. Simon Phillips. Uh, Motorhead, Ace of Spades, Ozzy Osbourne's Blizzard of Oz, Scorpions, Animal Magnetism, UFOs, No Place to Run, The Cure, 17 Seconds. I love The Cure, believe it or not. And uh, Van Halen's Women and Children First. So those are some of my favorite albums from 1980 that did not make the cut because my number one has to belong to Black Sabbath's Heaven and Hell. And the reason why I say it is because I remember as a kid, there were two Black Sabbath cassettes in our collection. There was Master of Reality. I'm sorry, it wasn't it wasn't two. It was um, five. It was a uh, Master of Reality volume four. Uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, Technical Ecstasy, and Never Say Die. And I found a sixth one in my brother's collection. And it was Heaven and Hell. And I put it in 
And I'm like, that's not Ozzy. But I loved it. Um, you know, and it's funny because I was watching a documentary about Black Sabbath from it didn't star any of the members of the band. It's it 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 it, it was an interview with music journalists talking about Sabbath's discography from inception till about the reunion album. And, you know, they were slagging technical ecstasy and never say die. And then they said, by the time that heaven and hell came out, they were like, it's a great album, but it's not Sabbath. And to all those uh, uh, journalists, including the late great Malcolm Doan, rest in peace. I asked this question. Are you fucking kidding me? That album was, it, it you couldn't get a, a more perfect album from start to finish where there's not one bad song where even the filler track on that is a damn good song uh walk away you know uh it, it's just an epic album so you know uh, to hear the uh marriage of uh iomi's guitar with dio's vocals it was it was perfect yeah, it was funny like, watching that Dio documentary and people, they were saying people didn't like it. And I don't get it. I mean, I understand when you listen to Ozzy first and then you go Dio, it's different, but it's one of their best albums ever. Yeah. Well, you know, I, timeline is everything. Yeah. I totally agree with both of you. And, uh, you know, I get, yeah, I guess it would have been a jolt to the system, but Dio's voice, but the way they wrote songs, I mean, Children of the Sea and Neon Knights, that would have never been written under the uh, with no. uh, with Ozzy Osbourne no, at all. Um, or the title track. Um, never, never. Texas so, Troy says Mob Rules is number one. Well, maybe for 1981, yeah. Yeah, yeah but not 1980. No, it wasn't. I actually thought, Lou, that you would pick uh, Blizzard of Oz or Van Halen. Yeah. Um, but I know that Tony Omen's a huge influence on you too. If My biggest, me. yeah. Heaven, uh, Heaven and Hell's just a spectacular album, and um, and I'm in the opinion anyway. If Tony Omen gets together three homeless guys and wants to call it Black Sabbath, it's Black Sabbath. Period. He's thank Black you. Sabbath. I agree with that. Yeah. Um. I. You know what? I mean, and, and I love Eddie, and I love Randy. I, I love them both. And I love those albums, Blizzard of Oz and Women and Children First. Um, but for those of you who know me, you know that my number one album of all time is Fair Warning, which is 81. Number two is Diary of a Madman, which again is 81. So as much as I love those two albums, I feel like their best work were their follow-ups. And you know, for me, Heaven and Hell is an album that I still listen to to this day where it's still it still feels like the first time I listen to it. You know, like I, I still get goosebumps when I hear it. I still get that charge. I never skip a song like I have to listen to the entire album from start to finish. And if I'm in the middle of something, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, it song's almost over. OK, now we got to wait for the next one to finish. Okay, you know, like. I know it's ridiculous, but that's how much I love Heaven and Hell. And, uh, you know, and again, Women and Children First and Blizzard of Oz are both great albums. But, you know, Iomi was my first guitar hero. And to this day, he's still my number one. 
It, it was kind of a brave choice too, because can you think of any different vocalist as different as Dio and and Ozzy Osbourne? Maybe Deanna yeah. and Bruce Dickinson. Maybe you know. Mm. You know, I don't think those, Andy. That's pretty similar. I got to give that credit part. to Andy Dearest from Halloween. Um, I thought Kiski was great with Halloween, but I'm more of a fan of the Dearest era. Yeah, I'll go with that, but but it, it's just you know nowadays people don't seem to care who's in the band. I mean, like Foreigner, like they're doing their so-called farewell tour. Farewell to who? There's nobody in the band. Mick Jones shows up every other week, I guess you know. But you know, back then to change a singer was a huge, huge deal. And even if Oz Black Sabbath were on a downward you know, spiral, supposedly. I don't totally agree with that either, by the way. I think Never Say Die and Technical Ecstasy have good moments on it. I think that stuff's overstated. Um, also, the Van Halen blowing Black Sabbath away, that's not entirely true either. They did win over a lot of fans on that tour. But anyway, that's, that's another discussion. But the, the difference between Dio and Ozzy, the way they sing, the way they perform, even the way they look, um, you know, Tony Iommi could have easily just called it Iommi or something, but he chose to keep going Black Sabbath. And uh, I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did. I you think Dio definitely that. added to the legacy. You don't make any money unless you're using that Black Sabbath name. Uh, well, that's true, but he is Black Sabbath, so yeah. he can do whatever the hell he wants. He can anyway. do whatever he wants. Uh, Bill Ward's drumming on Heaven and Hell or a piece on Mob Rules? Oh. Uh, I'm going to go Bill Ward. Bill Ward has a swing. Bill Ward has that almost like a jazz drummer. Even but though you, I'm having an alley, he's not really doing that kind of stuff. But then those songs yeah. are called for that, you know. Yeah, no, he's more of an in-the-pocket player yeah. on um on I'm Heaven and Hell. Yeah. Um, but I could objectively say that I think Vinny was a better fit for Sabbath with Dio in the band. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I can go with that. I'll agree with that. I I could that's maybe I know Bill Ward said he left because he missed Ozzy, but maybe he left because he knew the what the songs that Iommi and and Dio were writing weren't going to allow him to have that kind of freedom he had at the with the earlier material. I'm speculating. Yeah. I've never talked to Bill Ward. Obviously, he doesn't return my calls. Anyway, <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny. I think that's the one album that he played on that he wasn't credited for writing any of the songs. I think they're all Iommi Ward uh, Butler uh, Dio um, compositions. I could be yeah. wrong, but let me, let me check. I, I think you're right. I don't know. Oh, um, he's in the, he's in the chat, man. He said he'll get back to you in a couple of days. Well, tell him thank you, uh, Mr. Ward. <laughs> uh, Manny, we didn't get your. Do you have honorable mentions? Yeah, I uh, I have a few. Uh, Jimi Hendrix Band of Gypsies, the last album we released in his lifetime. It's a live album. Um, it was released. He was forced to release it. I don't even know how this is legal. Uh, he signed a contract before he became famous, literally for a dollar. And Capitol Records went after him. Nowadays, that would not be allowed. So Hendrix made this compromise as a lawyer that would release Band of Gypsies. <clears throat> and they recorded it at, uh, I think they, I don't remember where, I think it's in New York. 
New Year's Eve. <clears throat> it's he basically gave the tapes to uh, the record label, and Alan Douglas kind of edited it somewhat um, under the name Heaven Research. He didn't use his own name on it. Um, it's a great album, a great performance, and another side of Jimi Hendrix with a different lineup. Um, the thing, that, ironically, the one thing Hendrix wanted to edit was uh, Buddy Miles, uh, the uh, drummer, does this improv singing in it. And uh, Hendrix kind of wishes that uh, Alan Douglas had edited it down because it kind of irritated him. Um, and then uh, the other one would have been Led Zeppelin III. Um, I think it's an underlooked album in their catalog, but I think it's a great album. Of course, it's got Immigrant Song on it. But it's definitely the one album where Jimmy Page is always talking about light and shade. That definitely is that album. It's not all acoustic, despite what people say, but mm -hmm. it is a great, great album, man. Nice. Um, overlooked. And that's really it. I used too. to love the uh, the album jacket because you can spin. Oh, yeah, with the spinny wheel. It, yeah. yeah, that was cool. Uh, let's we got some more chat stuff here. He, uh, Texas Troy, I'd say a piece and deal work uh, well also, but Ward did have that jazzy swing. And uh, I was wrong, by the way. Bill Ward was credited as a songwriter on Heaven and Hell and Born Again, but poor Vinny never got his name in the songwriting credits. I think that was because he was a, a paid member, not a, uh, uh, uh you know, a contract, I mean, he was a contracted uh, member. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Texas Troy has a question, but I'll wait till we're done with this. Uh, my honorable, honorable mentions, Riot Narita. Uh, Rainbow Down to Earth. It's a very good album. Some really cool songs in there. Uh, yeah, since yeah. since you've been gone, um, what the hell was the other one? Uh, Lost in Hollywood. Eyes of the World. Night Long is on there too. Yeah. Uh, and Van Halen too. Excellent. Gray one. But my number one pick here, ACDC Highway to Hell. Because if I didn't pick it, Manny would beat me. That's right. <laughs> and, and Jesse Fink would have called in from Indonesia, wherever he's on holiday right now, and insulted you. <laughs> no, but it, I do mean that is a great. I'm just like the Black Rose album, where there's not one bad song on it. There's not one bad song on. Uh, why are you <laughs> distracting me? Uh, uh, What's huh? next? Your Cindy Lauper poster from 1984. Yeah, how many more posters you got there? over there? And everybody, hey, how everybody's, I come everybody's listen. naked in all those posters. What's going on over there? Well, I, I just wanted you guys, if you guys ever wonder what color G God was, as you can see, he was a black man from Seattle, as you can see. <laughs> playing, playing an upside-down guitar, yes. Yeah. Well, did Jesus write uh, Voodoo Child? I rest my case. Go ahead, Wayne. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to say. We all know. we Everybody loves ACDC. Well, some people do. But uh, that, that Highway to Hell album, masterpiece. Oh, it sounds great. good. All the songs are awesome. From start to finish, and it's the last Bon Scott album. Uh, Murphy for Fate, John Arch, and Ray Ad Ray Aldler. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, from uh, Fate's Warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John uh, Ray Aldler. Uh, I thought it was pronounced Adler. Whatever. Ray no, it is Aldler. Aldler. He replaced John Arch in Fate's Warnings. So, and they actually had some success with Ray as a. Yeah. Uh, as a singer, I remember Point of View actually got air uh, video time on the uh, Headbangers Ball back in the day. So, yep, very cool. And then the question that Texas Troy wanted to ask, he says, "Before y'all head out, 
what musicians in your field inspired you to play? Okay. Who's going first? Lou? Go ahead, Lou. Yeah, I'll, I'll let the actual two professional musicians do this one. <laughs> I'm not professional. Yeah, I'm not I'm professional. Not, I don't consider myself professional. I, I'm, uh, you I'm guys the... are at least releasing albums which you will be able to get on, on May 2nd, whereas yeah. I, know, I know myself, I don't know about Manny here, but I'll speak for myself, um, outside of the uh, Jefferson County Elementary or J- Jefferson County High School uh, marching band, uh, vi- you know, uh, videos and a couple of compilation from ETSBOA. You will not be hearing me on any CD or anything known to man. So, uh, unless we decide to cover uh, Real Big Fish, and then he'll uh, join in. Oh, I will! I will tear that shit up. <laughs> My music never. career was so successful; people would open up record labels just to turn us down. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah. To answer that question, um, all right, I'll. All right, so I'll go through my list. Uh, Tony Iommi, Eddie Van Halen, Randy Rhodes, uh, Richie Blackmore, um, Steve Clark from Def Leppard, Gary Moore, um, Alan Holdsworth, Alex Lifeson, Adrian Smith of Iron Maiden, um, Dimebag Darrell, Ingve Malmsteen, I got to give him credit, uh, Paul Gilbert, uh, George Lynch of Dokken, um, even Robert Smith of The Cure, I would consider an influence because of his open chord voicings and, you know, his use of effects to add to the song, not take away from it. Um, I mean, th- those are just some of my favorite guitar players. Uh, Frank Marino of Mahogany Rush. That's another one. So, yeah, I mean, I I'd like to think that I take uh, the best of whatever I could steal from those players and you throw it in a blender and you have me. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> oh, and for me, I don't know. Uh, I hate drummers. Um, <laughs> it's okay. They says the too. man with a drum kit right behind him. <laughs> no, but uh, I, my first band, Def Leppard, and even though I like Rick Rick Allen, apparently he didn't play on Hysteria, so I don't know what the hell that means now. So I guess I played one arm dead. No, it was a drum machine. It was so, a Fairlight CMI. Yeah, I guess I, I was inspired by a drum machine. One note on that? <laughs> nope. Oh, that's bullshit. All right, oh, go ahead. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, I, I also got to throw in Hendrix as well and Uli John Roth and Michael Schenker there. I'm done. Okay, go ahead, Wayne. Uh, John Bonham, though, my first real drummer that I heard, uh, John yeah. Bonham. He, oh, he's wow. the one that really got me into uh, wanting to play drums. Don't you mean Carmine? No, just kidding. No. No, I didn't get into Black Sabbath or any of that stuff until like really later on. So, you know what's funny? I'm reading Mick Wall's When Giants Walk the Earth on Led Zeppelin. And Mick Wall, and he, Carmen Apathy claims that he inspired John Bottom. (laughs) 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 You can't make this stuff up. Uh, Mick Wall kind of dismisses it in a professional way when you read the book, but. You know, um, anyway, I just have to throw that in there. Well, wasn't wasn't Vanilla Fudge around before Zeppelin, though? Yes, yes. But they led Zeppelin open for Vanilla Fudge and destroyed them. And it's true. Even that's the one thing Carmen Apice will admit to that they got destroyed. You know. Probably because he influenced John Bottom. And yes, Texas Troy. Uh, Mickey D is a huge influence on me too. And so is Nico McBrain and um, uh, the Iron Maiden. Um, 
Clyde Burr. Yeah, Clyde Burr, yes, thank you. But uh, yeah, Mickey D. I, I don't know why I forgot Mickey D. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Actually, I, Mickey I, D. is where I first learned like double bass stuff from. So he really got me to double bass. The Sacrifice album, wasn't it? What? The the Sacrifice uh, album from Motorhead. Uh, no. The title track that's got some of the sickest double bass I ever heard. Oh, when he was in King Diamond, dummy. Oh, doy. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one one more Not guy got to mention. Terrible at drumming. He's also insulting. <laughs> <laughs> one more guy I forgot to mention. I'm sorry, Jake. Oh, Lee. come on! This is like your thank you list. And, and the, that's and the, the last. Seven Angel album uh, comes out May second yeah. on Stuck Records. What a plug! <laughs> and no, I'm not gonna say Zach Wild. Forget it. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no, no, uh. Uh, well, when I played Lee Triangle, uh, my big influence uh, <laughs> no, um, was Mary Catherine Gallagher. Superstar. Yes, actually, I played rhythm guitar. I was a terrible lead. And, Wait, weren't you with the bassist in Anthrax? Well, I was. Again, with the Danny Loper <laughs> shit. <laughs> I told you, man. They're like, you know, get out. It was a uh, it was a terrible day. And, and then, then you formed form nuclear, nuclear, nuclear assault. Brutal uh, truth. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm still bitter about that. By the way, guys, thank you. For rubbing salt in my wounds, Wayne. Oh, thank here's you. some, here's some uh, more rubbing salt. Uh, yeah, Troy. Texas Troy is gonna hurt your feelings now. Yeah. Last question: Is Manny the oldest on the panel? Yes, he is. Yes, I'm the oldest. He uh, goes, Jesus. Did he see cream and Led Zeppelin? No, yes, he saw, uh, he saw, the answer <laughs> is uh, yeah, I did. He saw on Jesus DVD. and anyway, go ahead. <laughs> he saw Jesus and Moses when they formed a band. <laughs> his, Jesus, his Jesus mama. Actually, Jesus Martinez actually sells me weed when I was younger. <laughs> Moses. Yeah. Anyway, Manny's mama took him on her shoulders to go see Jimi Hendrix, and that's when he said, "I want to be a banker when I grow up." <laughs> I, that's exactly what I said. Mama said. This is Dios. And I said, yes, mom. <laughs> See, mom. Uh, all right. Anything else from anybody on um, the show or in the chat room? Well, I have a funny story to tell that I'll tell Wayne um, sure. uh, earlier today. Uh, so I'm at the supermarket doing food shopping because, you know, man's work. And um and I go to the deli because I see that there's no uh, Boar's Head American cheese uh, available. Bitches. Anyway, those, those lazy fucks. So I got to pick a number and wait online. Pick a number for fucking cheese. What are you, Cuba? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, for, for my government cheese. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I, uh, I'm wearing my uh, Halloween shirt. And all of a sudden, the uh, guy behind the counter, he says, okay, Calling number five. I'm like, I'm number five. He's like, what can I get for you, Mr. Keeper of the Seven Keys? I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that rules. And then, like, you know, he's like, are they still around? I'm like, yeah, dude, they're coming to New York City at Terminal 5 in May. He's like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend uh, used to love them in Iron Maiden. I'm like, what happened? And he's like, she broke up with me. I'm like, oh, dude, that's sad. <laughs> Dude, she broke up with him like when Reagan was in the White House, and he's still talking about it. <laughs> you know, I do believe there's always the one that got away, man. He never got over it. Uh, he's yeah, gonna he be in the chat. I'm gonna bite into it, and I better have an orgasm after I waited in that line for that cheese. I better bite <laughs> into that cheese. Going, oh, oh. And, and by the way, Wayne, uh, this shirt I got from Rockabilia, so I don't know, are, uh, those are official shirts, right? Yeah, that's supposed no. to be. Yeah. 
Okay. No? So yay, my one no. official oh, Halloween shirt. Yeah, it looks real from here. Um, what number were you? What number did you pick at the deli? He said five number there, Wayne. If you were oh, paying attention, five. To I'm the sorry, we were joking. I was reading the chat here. Yeah, sure. No. Uh, I could do two I things would, at once. I it would have been funny if you too. were. It would have been funny if you were number seven, right? <laughs> deli number five. No, I was not number seven. Yeah, he was. He, he it's, a, it's a Lou Messi. He was Lou Braga doing doing combo number five. Thank you. <laughs> combo number five. <laughs> Uh, a little American right. cheese for you, a little bit of deli ham in your <laughs> stew, a little bit of sorry. <laughs> and only that will be on the extra track of the Severed Angel album coming May 2nd. Uh, too funny. <laughs> now that'll be the clip from this episode. Yep. Uh let's see what's going on here. Uh Friday I'll have another episode on. I just had I just had an interview with the bassist from the band Diggeth. Oh yeah, uh, Diggeth. Sorry, yeah. couldn't help it. Who the fuck is that? Ooh, yeah, the band. I'd, uh, they've actually been around for a very long time. They're from the Netherlands. Oh, so they're right. Dutch. I'll take your word. I'll take your word on it. No, they're actually very good and very nice guy. So check that out on uh, Friday. And what also comes out on Friday is our first single from the debut album of Severed Angel called "In the Red." Mm-hmm. It'll be out. Uh, you go to uh, Slip Trick Records uh, YouTube channel. I gotta find that. Yep. Big shout out to uh, Stan Ev and Gail Bork, who uh, Bork, you who how's how's Gail pronounce the last no, name? I have no idea. Gail B from uh, Plant Based Metal, uh, who uh, shot the video for us. And a big shout out to you, Wayne, for editing it and doing a great job. Thanks. I know I did. Yeah. Um, job, right? I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but good job. I came out. All right. That's the one of the, the first major videos I did. I'm getting better, I think. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> That's well, actually it's my favorite one I've done so far. Well, Swain, really, the next, the next, oh, the next, like the next one, second one, next one's good too. Well, see, all those years of editing porno videos did not go to waste, Wayne. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Texas Troy, Halloween and cheese, perfect combo. <laughs> and no mambo number five okay how dare you texas troy if you do not know this now i will not listen i will not give demands to terrorists all right we do not negotiate with terrorists here i will play mambo number five whenever the hell i want to it's a freak <laughs> country all right well mambo and we mentioned five. greg's list right no we didn't no we didn't no, no go ahead not. somebody mention it all right go ahead no you uh, go ahead i have to find ahead. it I got a Florida education. I can't read. Now you go ahead. <laughs> I know, I know, and neither can the government's and the governor's lawyers either. Okay, so my, my wife got. I got, I got him. I got, get I got him. All right, so uh, <laughs> Is that a- Greg picked uh, "Punishment for Decadence" from Corner, "Dimension Hatros" from Voivod, and "Leprosy" from Death. Honorable mentions: It takes a nation of millions to hold us back from Public Enemy. Survive from nuclear assault and guitar from Zappa. There are many others, but he doesn't want to go more than six. All right, so what's this? So that's eighty-eight. You know what? Eighty-eight. With, uh, with with all those, you know, I'm not shocked by that at all. You know, that's a very Greg uh, response yeah, to this. Bit, it's really, a very Greg really list. It's very underwhelming. Well, why? He picked a good corner album. No, he yeah. picked a good death album. He picked a good Voivoid album. What the hell you want there from There you that? go, man. Yeah, no, of course. It's At least he's housebroken. What does that mean? Oh, so, uh, oh, there is one cool thing I want to show everyone. So my friend Ben 
went to a uh, horror convention in South Carolina. And actually, uh, for my birthday, he got me this and finally made my made its way to me. Um, an autographed Dawn of the Dead poster signed by Ken Foray, uh, Peter. So uh, I just wanted to give Ben a public shout out and say thanks, buddy, for this. I love it. Love you and miss you. Hope you're doing all right in Myrtle Beach. He's in the and, better part uh, of South Carolina and uh, Mr. Troy there, sir. There's a reason why I'm in Tennessee, because if it wasn't for Tennessee, Texas would still be North Mexico. <laughs> uh, anyways, I hope next time I see Ben, there's cigars and scotch waiting for us. Very cool. And yes, Texas Troy, I'm going to put a link to the Severed Angel video in the description of this show. So if anybody wants to see it, it's there. It's the only thing that's in there right now. I'll fix that later. Slip Trick's not going to allow us to post it on uh, our channels, right? I don't know. They don't fuck them. Uh, hey! <laughs> We're signed to them for at least two years. Yeah, it's our song, for Christ's sakes. Um, no, James, we wage war on Mambo number five here in Texas. Good. That's a good thing. We're not in Texas right here, boss. That's, and that's really why I'm in the better state called Tennessee. It's just uh, Troy's in Texas. Oh, and our, our hearts and thoughts go out to the uh, young kids and adults who were uh, whose lives were taken in Nashville. Um, God bless you guys and your families. Yeah, thanks Sorry to hear what happened. Thanks for bringing the show down. But yeah, it's no, uh, not bringing what's uh, happened. Just we have to acknowledge I, it because you mentioned Tennessee. And, you know, we have love for our fellow human beings here. We do. It's, I'm it's so sick. Maybe you don't, but we do. I know I do. Because, you know, we got children in school ourselves. And it's just yeah. it's fucking annoying that you can't just not worry about your child being in school. You know, uh, yeah, up. that's. That, that's a that's a that's a whole other debate we could yeah, have I mean, a different I've got time a different place but that, yeah that's I, but our, our, our love our love to the to the victims of that tragedy I so i agree rest in peace and you're right yep 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 all right on that note everybody we will see you not next week because i'm not going to be here unless you guys want to do a show then go ahead ah. <laughs> oh, hold on hold on what, what, texas what, what, troy's what? bringing it up again no. oh damn this is war james Tennessee helped. We helped. Oh, I'm we sorry. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, where did where did Sam Houston live before he became the general of Texas Army? Oh, oh, that's a shame. We gave you guys Davy Crockett. Helped hand bullshit. We were the ones <laughs> to sacrifice for you assholes. Well, maybe we'll do an episode of uh, Rat Side Review next week. I know that uh, James and I had talked about doing a special. Uh, Buddy Rich tapes episode. I think. Oh God, uh, yes, yeah, the Buddy Rich tapes. Oh fuck. Yeah, you know, Manny, if you'd like to join us on that, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> uh, I I'll really have to think about that. Oh, I think not. Anyway. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, stick around to see if that ever happens next week, and we will see you the following week when I'm back. Until then. All right. See you. Subscribe. Get money. The Rat Salary View. Goodbye.